Blessings to Israel presents Discerning the Times, a program committed to encouraging you to view current events through the lens of the Bible. Now, in honor of the one and only true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, please join us for today's program. Welcome to the program. As this week, we are continuing our look at the attack on Christianity. Last week in part one, we unpacked and looked at the facts surrounding the Supreme Court leak, the opinion on Roe versus Wade and the fallout of that. And so this week in part two, we're going to really highlight the fact that there is an attack on Christianity. If you missed last week's program, you can hear it at our website, blessings to Israel.com. Again, that's blessings to Israel.com. I'm being joined once again by my guest, Dr. Bruce Logan. But before I bring him in, I just want to state that there are some people out there who are Christians and they get upset when Christian entities like our program talk politics. They say, well, I just want to hear the gospel. I don't want to hear politics. But here's the thing, folks. Anything that the Bible addresses and the Bible addresses everything, this matter of life, babies in the womb, just because politicians are are discussing it and voting on it and, and having legislative matters with it, it doesn't take it from being a moral issue to being simply a political issue that we as believers should steer clear of. We are to be involved and we do not divorce any part of our lives from our Christian walk. So I just wanted to to share that for any who say, well, we're if you're Christian, why are you concerning yourself with politics? But the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that we are to speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. That's one one issue. These babies in the womb that are being slaughtered through abortion, they cannot speak for themselves. They cannot defend themselves. We as believers in Christ should be standing up and defending them. So again, I'm being joined today by Dr. Bruce Logan. Before we continue, let's listen to, again, just the darkness that we see in our society today from a woman who is being interviewed on the street concerning a woman's right to choose. Women abortion after birth, would you, would you support I believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do, that's her choice. At any point of the child's life? At any point of the lady's life, that's her choice to kill another person's body. It's going to always be her choice. Even after the baby's born? It's always her choice. So if they're two years old? It's always her choice. I can kill my two-year-old? It's a woman's right to choose. To kill their child at any point? It's a woman's right to choose. So you're hearing this woman say continuously that it is a woman's right to choose, even to kill a child that is two years old. Dr. Logan, what are your thoughts? Well, I remember what, cause again, I saw that clip and I watched it a couple of times and I was just, I, it just kind of solidifies the argument that I've been making, you know, for a long time when it comes to cultural issues. And that is the fact that what we're up against and this, and that was a perfect example, uh, a perfect illustration to, to, to lead this point off with is that what we are really dealing with in our culture is, is we're looking at, or we're dealing with physical manifestation of things that are actually being initiated in the spiritual realm. We're seeing in the natural realm, physical manifestations of cultural, man, or, or cultural issues or cultural or demonic issues that are actually being initiated 
in the unseen or the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're, we're, we're experiencing or what we're seeing is the result of literal principalities and rulers of darkness and really seeing the actual manifestations of spiritual wickedness. And another example that I, that I like to refer to is, is I often use the, the term that we're actually living in the Romans one society. And of course, I know that you can go back in history and, and pick out other cultures that, you know, had a, a Romans one theme going at it. But what we're seeing here in America right now is literally Romans one where people have been given over to their depraved minds mm. and God is actually allowing them to be given over to reprobate minds. And, and, and which, you know, at the end of the day, there's really not going to be any excuse for these people when they stand before the judgment. And basically that's, that's, that's what we're experiencing. It's, it's more than just a spiritual manifestation. Like, like, uh, uh, like, I don't know if you're going to play the clip later, but in this uh, interview, Tucker Carlson talks about the fact that there's more to what's happening than role itself. And, And what this young lady kept saying you know, it's a woman's right to choose. It's a woman's right to choose. That is just an external argument to to cover up something that's internal. Right. There's a spiritual there's a spiritual deadness, a wickedness, an evil within the inside of people who think like that. That's really brought about by a demonic influences. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're this is what we're up against. This it's more. It's more than just flesh and blood. It was more than just Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade is just a it was just a surface issue that camouflaged the real hidden agenda, and we see that now. And 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 it's going to we're going to see that actually more and more and more because once Roe gets overturned, then you're going to see more and more of this craziness actually or this demonic activity manifested more and more and you're going to see it also you're going to see uh more and more examples of how the media narrative is going to side with or frame a narrative that's going to be be accommodating to those who hold that type of view Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you totally yeah and and it's something to behold because for years, you know, I've read the Bible, I've read Romans 1, and you have in your mind, you imagine what that is like, but to see it unfolding right before your eyes. So, of course, fires will continue to break out, if that's your posture, and they are, and more. Here's surveillance footage that we obtained of an attack on the Christian nonprofit Concerned Women for America that's based in Alexandria, Virginia, right across the river from Washington. You can see a man tearing the intercom from the wall. So this just happened over the weekend in response to Sam Alito's opinion with which Concerned Women for America had nothing to do. They had no role in it whatsoever, but because they're Christians, they were attacked. The FBI has been notified. Have arrests been made? No, it's not January 6th. No one stopped the person who did that. No one's arrested them. And no one has stopped the thugs who terrorized Sunday masses yesterday either across the country. This was a scene at a Sunday mass in Los Angeles. Respect us. 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 Respect us.
So, among other things, sincerely, the re religious people are a reviled minority at this point in the United States, and the Biden administration has made it its job, its self-described job, to protect unpopular minority groups. There's also, by the way, a federal law that makes intimidating churchgoers illegal. It's 18 U.S.C. 247, for the record. But the Biden administration has no interest in, particular, in protecting this particular reviled minority. They're ignoring the whole thing. That means that churches now need armed guards to protect themselves. So this is exactly what you were referring to, Dr. Logan. We see Christians yep. being attacked here, this this Christian nonprofit. You see it happening where they're they're going into the churches now. And to what you referenced, that this is more about something else that's going on. It's more than just Roe versus Wade. So let's listen to that clip now. So maybe you're starting to think this isn't actually about Roe. Maybe it's about something more than that. Maybe it's about something much darker than that. Take a look at what Democrats are doing in Congress right now if you want a sense of what their plans are. This is a real passage from a new abortion bill the Democrats are trying to get through the Congress, and we're quoting. This act is intended to protect all people with the capacity for pregnancy, cisgender women, transgender men, non-binary individuals, those who identify with a different gender, and others. So there it is. It's not really about codifying Roe abortions for people who, quote, need them safe, legal, and rare. It's about something much bigger than that. It's about displacing God as the great decider. Democrats now reserve the right to rewrite biology, which is to say, dominion over nature. Now they're in charge. So again, this isn't just about intimidating Supreme Court justices, five of them, into changing their views on Roe v. Wade. It's about attacking Christianity, because Christianity stands in their way. MSNBC just comes out and says it. Watch. The Christian rights decades-long push to revoke abortion rights is just part of their broader agenda. Well, what else? What else do they want? What else is at stake? This is not just about abortion. Uh, this is about a much broader uh, set of issues uh, that are have, have that really are about a kind of white Christian right worldview. It's very important for us to recognize that it is Christian extremism that is at the root of the shame and the stigma that allows laws like this to pass, that allows justices like this to be uh, confirmed. Discovered that they could manufacture and then channel their moral outrage toward abortion, creating a new litmus test for conservative politicians. References to God and Christian beliefs are often invoked in these political instances, with some saying outright that they believe America is a Christian nation. So there it is, Dr. Logan. I mean, they, they're they not bashful about it. They're coming right out and saying that this is more, this is about more than just Roe versus Wade. This is about the Christians. Well, one of the things I give them credit for is that at least they're being honest. Right, right. Right? I mean, I mean, they're telling you right up front, you know, exactly what they're about. And the left and the politicians and the uh, legislators on the left, they're telling you point blank what they're all about. And as believers, we need to be discerning. But one of the things that jumped out at me, and, and I hope your listeners picked up on this, that the left, after the announce, after the uh, that leaked letter uh, or opinion came out, they began to try to craft a new legislative abortion bill, which, of course, is what should have happened in the first place. The Supreme Court never should have had anything to do with it in the first place. But that being said, Notice, and Tucker read a, a, just a paragraph 
from the new proposed legislation. And I don't know if your listener pick, listeners picked up on it, but but it's just something that jumped out at me, and I I just caught it right away. And notice what it says. It says this act is intended to all people, or is pointed to, or directed towards all people with the capacity for pregnancy. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. All people with the capacity for pregnancy. So again, you can see a particular narrative being framed just in the writing of this bill. Then it goes on to say cisgender women, which I still don't know what that means. What's this? I don't. I, I never really understood what that meant. Right. It right. includes transgender men. All right. Does that mean that a man who transgendered uh, into a woman can get pregnant? I, I'm not quite. I don't. I don't quite get that. And then it says non-binary individuals, which I don't know what that means either. Those who identify with a different gender and others, it says. So that's what the, the proposed legislation says, which all of that language should tell you if we're a believer that there is a spiritual entity or a spiritual component or a spiritual warfare component to be more specific. Uh, behind what's happening in the culture and the writing of that language is all the evidence that you really need. And one of the things that Tucker also said in that, in that clip, he said, again, reiterating what you and I have been discussing, he said, it's really not about replacing growth. It's about replacing Christianity because Christianity stays, uh, stands in the way of the left agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about replacing God as the great decider. In other words, God is the decider of what is and what is right in the culture, what is and what is a, a, a woman or a man. He says, I made them male and female. And so, you know, it's been decided since the beginning of, you know, the, the human race has been decided. There's one man, one woman. And, and what they're trying to do is displace God as the arbiter, as the great decider as what's right and what's wrong. And that's really what the agenda is, which lets you know that it's demonic. You know, it's not natural. This ideology that a man can get pregnant. Okay. That's, that's demonic. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. That's just, that's not natural. That's not normal. That's not a, that's not a, a common sense worldview mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form. And so basically what the left is trying to do with crafting that type of language is that they're attempting to or giving themselves the right to rewrite basic biology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, you know, uh, which is something else that Tucker mentioned. And he also uh, mentioned the fact that what they want to do is they want to have dominion over nature, which is um, something that human beings cannot do. Exactly. Uh, and, but, but you can notice that the left, they're trying to like, uh, have dominion over nature and all of their legislation when it comes to this transgender uh, legislation. They want to have uh, a dominion over nature when it comes to all the climate narrative. They they want to claim that they're able to control the climate that God said was very good, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's something that's really impossible for human beings to actually control the climate. Right. So, but that's of course another argument all for another day. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that the narrative is being framed. It's a satanic narrative, a satanic cultural narrative that's being framed with the media being the primary 
mouthpiece for the spirit of the age. Yeah. Wow. And that's uh, that is what's so alarming, because we know throughout time that, yes, mankind has been in rebellion. But when you have the leaders of a nation that are, are promoting and leading the way in rebellion against God, that really, really needs to get the believers attention. Because as you said, Dr. Logan, anything that God says to do, God is in control. He is the supreme being. And God says, well, sex is to be within marriage between a man and a woman. But man's rebellion says, no, we want to do it with whoever we want, whenever we want. And then when the natural consequence of a, a, a pregnancy takes place, man says, now we want to have the right to to kill that baby. Let's listen to the final clip from this segment with Tucker Carlson as he talks about how the fact that liberals are mad at Christianity. So they're mad, not really just at Alito, but at Christianity and Christians, believers, people of faith. They have been for a long time, but it's weird if you think about it. Why are liberals angry at Christianity? You wouldn't think they would be. Christianity has been the single greatest force for human rights in history. In fact, the Western understanding of human rights, our understanding of human rights, all of us, atheists included, is based on Christianity. That's where it comes from. Christianity is the reason we don't have slavery and segregation and children working in factories. Christians did that. So if you're a sincere liberal, it would seem odd to hate Christians. But the totalitarians always do hate Christians. The Soviets killed the priests first. So did Mao. During the Spanish Civil War, the communists subjected a statue of Jesus to a symbolic execution in front of a firing squad. It was one of the first things they did within weeks of the war breaking out. Shooting Jesus. It tells you everything. So modern liberals hate Christianity not because it's repressive, but because they are. Any religion that puts God before government is by definition a threat to their power. Most offensive of all, Christianity specifically rejects their most cherished dogma, which is racial hierarchy. The Christian message is the opposite of the equity agenda. Christianity describes a universal brotherhood of man, every person created in God's image and therefore, for that reason, morally equal. That is gravely disempowering for the left. If all people are morally equal, you can't really divide your population by skin color. You can't really set one group against another. You can't tell one group you're better than that group. You're worse than that group. That's not allowed. So in order to allow it, you have to erase Christianity. And they've been working on it for a long time. Undermining Christianity is the central project of the left because it stands in their way. All right. So, Dr. Logan, what are your final thoughts on this last segment from Tucker? Well, first of all, I'd like to just say that that last clip can be a show in and of itself. <laughs> right. Because one of the things that I've actually studied and read a lot about is the historic role that Christianity has played in championing human rights down through the centuries. And Tucker mentioned a lot of it. It was because of Christianity that actually ended slavery, helped uh, with women. And, and uh, if you go back further, back into the Roman times, it was actually Christianity that actually helped to end the gladiatorial game. There's a, there's a lot of research about the impact that Christianity has had when it comes to championing human rights. And the fact that the left is so outraged with Christianity and try to argue that human rights is the reason that they're so outraged about Christianity just goes to show that it's more, uh, more to it than what they're actually saying on the surface. 
that there's a spiritual warfare component about it. And, and to encapsulate it all is that there's something happened that's much more darker, much more sinister than the actual canceling of Roe. It's about who is going to be the great decider, who is going to be the great arbiter over what's right and what's wrong. And the left is trying to displace God as being the great decider and inserting themselves and their worldview in the place of the word of God. And that's what's happening. It's a spiritual warfare component. It's, it's something that's, that's originating in the unseen world that's actually being manifested in the natural, you know, in order to really kind of uh, make a theological point. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that, I mean, again, like I said, what he talked about is the role that Christianity has played and when it comes to human rights down through the century, even though a lot of critics blame, you know, America for slavery and this and that, but, but the fact that slavery ended, it was because of Christianity. It was Christian. It was Methodist, for an example, that spearheaded the abolitionist movement back in the day, uh, just to kind of give you an example. And then furthermore, and I talked earlier in this, in uh, this interview uh, about the depravity of the human race. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, there has always been slavery. Yes. There has always been a violation of human rights. I mean, you, you can go and name, I challenge anybody to name one society down through history that has not in one way or another practiced the forced servitude of another. Mm-hmm. You, you can't find, there's not a culture anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rome, Greece, Babylon, Persia, Egypt. I mean, you can't, Europe, South, I mean, the Americas. You can't find a society, even the Native Americans practice slavery. Yep. So there's not, because it has nothing to do with skin color. It has everything to do with sin, the depravity of the human race. And that's what it's all about. And that's another indication why we have, what's happening is a spiritual battle uh, and it kind of to to encapsulate or to summarize, it's what we're what we're seeing kind of goes back to the event in the garden that led to the fall in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was Eve who was presented with a a situation by Satan, where you know if you just eat of this tree, you can be as God. So basically, Eve had to make a decision: Do I accept what God said? Who, when God said we should not eat because we will surely die, or do I accept what Satan says, who said you should not surely die, but be as God? Basically, long story short, that that is the decision that we have and have had throughout history up until now. We have to make a decision. Are we going to embrace and accept what the word of God says, or are we going to embrace as part of our worldview what, what God says or what Satan says? And that's basically what we have. We have people that you have played in this clip that they have embraced the darkness. They have embraced Satan in the satanic worldview. But I, but I believe that we as believers need to be discerning. And let me just say this real quick. I think throughout all of this, and I, I wanted to get this in because I believe, and I could be wrong, and it could be wishful thinking on my part, okay? But I think that possibly, just possibly, there might be a potential bright side to all of this that we as believers can hang our hats on. It remains to be seen, 
But but I think there's there's a possibility. And what that is is that because of the level of craziness that we're seeing, is that just by the sheer crazy that many believers are going to like maybe wake up and start discerning and start taking a step back and say, wait a minute, that's kind of crazy. That's that's kind of that looks a little demonic, mm-hmm. you know, and just start maybe re-engaging in their Bibles again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the, you know, the bright side. Uh, and then, of course, by role being canceled, and, it, and as you mentioned earlier, it going back to the states, which is where it should have been in the first place, that's going to be a good thing because now it's going to be a part of the actual legislative process, which is how it should have been in the first place. Right. And so that's also a po- a good possibility. Mm-hmm. And and last but not least, I just wanted to just get this in. As we as we you know go through various election seasons, as believers, you know when we start factoring in all these various components, that maybe just maybe many believers will start actually be, start educating themselves on the political process and become more informed or discerning voters going forward. That, that's always a hope of mine. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that the, the possibility with Roe going back to the states, then uh, that's, that's, that could be something that maybe we can hang our hats on. Because now, as we vote for legislators, the legislators will no longer be able to stand on well, a woman's right to choose. Well, the court decided, so it's, it's got to be, we have to go along with it, or they won't be able, like a rhino Republican, for example, mm-hmm. won't be able to say, well, I, I don't agree with abortion, but the courts have decided. Well, that argument will be taken away. Now you'll have to take a stand one way or another. Exactly. And as voters, we can take a look and say, okay, what stand are you taking? And that should help us as believers to be more discerning. So I just wanted to get that in. Yeah, well said, well said. Um, so with that said, Dr. Logan, we are all out of time, but I want to thank you for coming on to speak with us. It's always a blessing. Before we close, can you share with us how the listeners can find out more about your ministry and get in contact with you? They can visit my uh, uh, webpage at uh, BruceLoganTeachingMinistries.com. And I also started a Facebook group that I would love for your uh, listeners to follow me on. It's uh, Bruce Logan Teaching Ministries group. And uh, or you can uh, write me and send me a uh, shoot me an email. Let me know what you think about the ministry. My email address, Bruce Logan at AOL. I mean, I'm sorry, BR2 Logan at AOL.com. That's BR2 Logan at AOL.com. And, uh, you know, just and then also you can uh, check out my YouTube channel, uh, Dr. Bruce Logan Teaching Ministry YouTube page. All right. Well, again, it is always a blessing to have you. I want to thank you for coming on. Keep doing what you're doing, the work for the Lord's kingdom, and I pray that God will continue to bless you as you go forward. God bless you. Thank you. All right. And to our listeners, please come back and join us again next week as we continue to encourage you to discern the times while viewing life through the window of the Bible. Until then, remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Bless God's great nation of Israel. And to the only wise God, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Discerning the Times. Please come back and join us next week as we continue to encourage you to view current events through the lens of the Bible. Until next time, remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, bless God's great nation of Israel, and seek first the kingdom of God. Discerning the Times is presented by Blessings to Israel.